What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 82 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me. Uh, I have Jim Walter. Jim, would you like to introduce yourself? I sure would. Um, I am Jim Walter. I am the president of YSK Agency, um, which is a company uh, with a couple of different verticals, um, one which is sports entertainment, um, one is capital, one is philanthropy, the other is hospitality, and then we also have a venture group as well. Um, so we're in the mix of a lot of different things, um, but I know you, Tati, from our sports entertainment group. Yes, exactly. Jim is my agent, and same with my sister, Liv. And I know we've gotten a whole bunch of different and cool opportunities from it. I know that's where Liv got like her Polo Ralph Lauren opportunity from, which was super awesome. And so we're looking forward to more. But I wanted to have Jim on my podcast today because... He is super smart, and he knows a lot of different things, and he does a lot of different things. So I thought um, it'd be pretty cool to have him on today. So do you have anything you'd like to say before we get into the questions? Well, you just set the bar really high and gave me a big vote of confidence, (laughs) so I can't disappoint, though. Yeah, exactly. All right, so to start us off, um, what is your backstory? Like, how have you gotten to where you are today or gotten into it? Not like a whole long thing, but like the shortened version, because I know there's a long story. (laughs) Um, to which part to kind of like where I am today in this position and running this business or? Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so I was an athlete my whole life growing up all the way through college. Um, I was in a similar situation which, you know, a lot of student athletes are facing today, whether they get a job and get paid or, you know, you get paid to play or you just play. Um, I unfortunately, um, paid my way through school, founding finance background, Miami of Ohio, Went to the London School of Economics after that for alternative investments and investment banking. Came back, did some global consulting for a little bit for uh, a big firm, um, mostly in telco and financial services. And then you come, to, you reach a point uh, in these big firms and consulting firms that um, kind of like med school, right? You match to different verticals. So I, I matched a couple, and then you know you go to grad school for a couple of years, and then you owe them a couple of years of service. So. At that point, I, I knew I didn't want to be part of the firm anymore, so I started a sports and entertainment agency with uh, an attorney off of a folding table in my basement in Chicago. Got it. it sounds like fun. <laughs> but uh, it was very bittersweet. Um, but it, it, it turned out well. Um, it was a lot of hard work at first, obviously. Um, I think any uh, startup business, especially in sports entertainment, is very tough. Um, our model is a little different, more high touch, white gloves, finding the, the Tatis of the world, if you will. Um, you know, young men and women that are not only intelligent, but on and off the floor as well. Um, went very well, and then COVID kind of hit us in the head. So I was in Chicago for that whole time. I opened an office in New York and LA. We never made it that far. So I fled to your state of Arizona, which was open, and here we are. Um, we expanded a couple of verticals of our business, um, which made sense during COVID. And, uh, now we're getting back into sports entertainment, which is really exciting. Yeah. So you have, like, a lot of important connections. Like, you know a lot of people, which I've learned just from you. You can, like, reach out to anybody in the world, basically, <laughs> um, in any sport. And I know people, at least for myself, are always asking, like, how do you know these people? And I figure some, every once in a while you might get the same uh, question. So with that being said... Like, what's a big key to, like, making 
these connections that you have with these important people and like maintaining the connections like in your opinion is there like a big key to help you keep those or does it kind of just happen um you know that's a great question and i hate when people answer questions with that's a great question i just did that so thing on me um but it really is a good question um i think that i've given up a lot I travel about 90% for probably about 15, almost 16 years. Um, so I've had the opportunity and I put myself in a lot of positions to meet a lot of different people. My whole rule of thumb is if you treat me with respect, I treat you with the same respect and vice versa. Um, those are the people that I've been able to build pretty meaningful and valuable relationships with, whether personally, professionally, um, or even more. Um, I will say, you know, a lot of the sports, entertainment, that those type of relationships, like 99% in my opinion are toxic. Like there are so many awful, manipulative people in sports um, that I just don't align with in terms of my ethics and values. But the 1%, um, the top teams at the lives and some of the other crew that we have make it all worth it. Um, so... I think that's that's definitely the way to that I've been fortunate to identify. Um, I don't do any outbound marketing. Like you'll notice, like on a website, or I don't do anything like that. I prefer word of mouth is the strongest form of marketing. That's just a fact. Um, so good people are good people, and that's how we've been able to grow, um, which has been great. In order to maintain those relationships, it's really tough to be honest with you. Um, I meet so many good people, um, but everyone's a mover and shaker like you or, or like anyone else. So it's really hard to keep up with everyone because everyone either has a game or an event or an award or a birthday or something. Um, so it's tough. So I am grateful for the times that, you know, we are all co-located. Um, you know, for example, uh, like the SPs, right? Um, during COVID, there weren't events like that. So I've been used to seeing the same people like, okay, see you at the NBA All-Star game or see you here. Um, so it was tough. So it was, uh, a lot more challenging to maintain those relationships, I think through COVID because, uh, I'm all zoomed out. <laughs> yeah. Basically everything was through technology. That got pretty tiring. I mean, yeah. I was just tired doing it through school. So through all your meetings that you have like every day through zoom, <laughs> that'd be pretty tiring. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm not, uh, I'm not made for the zoom life anymore. <laughs> As we're doing this through Zoom, too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I know you just mentioned a little bit uh, about how much you travel. What has been, like, the most unique spot that you've traveled to? Or, like, do you have one? I know you've traveled a lot of places. Oh, geez. Um I have been all over the world. I would say the most unique place I've been is Israel. Um, I've been to Tel Aviv multiple times. Um, one time I was in Tel Aviv, I went over to Jerusalem and Bethlehem. That was pretty cool. Um, funny story behind that is I was a knucklehead, and it was my first time over to Israel. And I didn't realize that the Sabbath was on Friday. So the work week was really Sunday through Thursday. Well, I thought it was Monday through Friday. So I had a free day on Friday, which was the Sabbath. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm here. I might as well go see Jerusalem and see Bethlehem and this will stick hours and hours and it's extremely dangerous on Friday because of the Sabbath after worship and and everything and I hit the station with the cross saw the church of the nativity and everything I was in now like an hour <laughs> um, 
and everyone was looking at me like I was uh, I was crazy, but I didn't know any better. Um, I was definitely the coolest West I've been. Um, whether regardless of what you believe in, um, whether it's you know you're Muslim, it's Christianity, Judaism, whatever it may be, um, I just thought it was really fascinating to see like this is like the center of the earth. This is where everything began. Um, it was really really cool. So I said that was probably the most uh, interesting place I've been. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd want to travel there someday. Just seeing how, like, where... Because in our history books, I mean, that's, like, all we learn about in 7th and 8th grade. So that would be pretty cool to travel there one day. Don't sit in row 13. <laughs> um, so surrounding yourself around incredible athletes, I know you work <clears throat> with a lot of incredible athletes, right? Um, and most of them are professionals. Do you ever wish like you were still an athlete and like had what you're providing for these athletes today? It's like what you're providing for me. Do you ever wish that like you were in my position, like we switched roles, you know? Um, yes and no. I think that, um, could I have been a professional athlete? Maybe, probably. Could I have stayed there given what I don't know? Absolutely not. Not a chance. (laughs) Would I want to? Probably not. Um, so I think it, you know, what I like to compete at the highest level, of course, I'm a competitor. That's who I am. Um, I'm, just, I'm more the same way you are. We both compete at everything that we do, whether it's our homework, a podcast, on the court, off the court, you name it. Um, so that, that, that competitor in me, of course, I'll never lose that drive. Um, so I, I, I do. Um, I just wish that I could spend more time on myself. So being a fiduciary for not only – clients um like yourself but also for employees and other folks like it's hard to focus on yourself sometimes maintain that balance so i do wish i was in the gym more i do wish i had you know i could play you know some pick up basketball or hoop a little bit here and there or do whatever um that would be a lot you know if i had that balance which is on me to figure out um yeah. that'd be great but at the same time i do feel like I've seen so much of the world and I've seen sports from the athlete side, from the coaching side, from the general manager side, from the agent side, from an ownership side that I have a lot of perspective. Um, and I like and enjoy sharing it with people like yourself that not only actively listen, but are coachable, um, and actually go out and implement that. So I think it's really cool being able to work with, um, unique individuals and being able to leverage my experience and share with them um, and see them actually take it and, and put it into practice in the wild. So to me, there's not, not a, not a cooler feeling than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do miss it. I do. Uh, <laughs> I would have to throw up a couple uh, ugly bricks before I hit that silky smoothie J again. So. <laughs> would it be football or basketball that you'd get, you'd go back into or baseball? Um, you know what? I, to be honest, I really enjoy playing baseball out of all the sports that I play the most. Um, I know it's a slower game, and I know it's boring to most, but and they also really need to stop doing the YMCA. That's just terrible. <laughs> it's, it's really it's embarrassing. Um, but I love baseball. I uh, I made a lot of good friends playing baseball. Um, a lot of the guys that I played other sports with were on the same team as me, so that was fun. Um, and it's also... Uh, it's also like a chess match. All sports are like a chess match, but, you know, um, I just found it very interesting. Um, I really like that. Um, I love hooping. Unfortunately, I haven't, I've been, you know, I was six feet tall and five eleven now maybe, but I haven't grown since like seventh grade. So, um, <laughs> it leaves me, uh, 
Leaves me with limited options, Tati. So, um, <laughs> Thankfully, I'm still growing, so that's a plus for me. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I, you definitely are growing for sure. I do. I do like uh, playing sports more than I like uh, watching them at this point, though. I don't. I don't really watch too much TV or watch too many sports, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I know. For me, I'm part of the. I'm part of most people thinking that baseball is boring to watch. I know playing it is like completely different. Because I used to play it a little bit when I was younger. I kind of played a little bit of everything when I was younger. Um, it's definitely uh, it's more fun playing it than watching it. Because there's yeah. more like when you're on the field than watching it through the TV. It's just boring watching it. But, yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, there wasn't a lot to do growing up in Cleveland. And the Cleveland Indians were in the World Series. And when I was five and seven something like that so um right you know in those memorable childhood days you know i remember going to the world series and seeing it and it was like the first time into the championship and that nature and it was just in the environment and the electricity it was it was really cool something i'll never forget so that's so awesome um, i think that's what i hold on to it a little bit yeah that's so awesome i know for me, I have like one baseball memory, and it's because I grew up in San Diego. And I remember one time my dad took me to the San Diego Padres game, <clears throat> and he got me like a hat and then like whatever I wanted from the snack bar and stuff. He just like let me choose anything. But I remember like just sitting in the seat and then just like eating the whole time, not thinking about the game. I don't even remember watching the game at all. I think I was just yeah. obsessed with the new hat I got and the food. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so moving on to the uh, the next question I have is, have you ever thought of, like, just having a normal schedule in a day? Because I know, like, there will be times where I, like, try to, there's, like, times where I'll be like, can I call you now? And you're like, no, I have this, 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 and this. You always have stuff, like, lined up for the day. Is there ever a day you wish you just had, like, nothing planned and you just had, like, all to yourself to do, like, whatever you wanted at home or wherever you're at that day? <laughs> Yes, very much so. Um, you know, I, I used to have days set aside. Um, I used to actually structure my weeks how Jack Walsh did in terms of, like, leveraging different parts of your brain for different parts of the day. So, like, creative days would be Monday and Tuesday. Accounting would be on Wednesday. You know, mm -hmm. I would I would be off on this day. Um, I found this to be really effective. Um, but as... Um, kind of the lead of the organization and company and multiple businesses, you know, my oath as a fiduciary to my clients and to my employees is more important to me than anything. I'll never break that. So unfortunately that, you know, it puts me at least third on the list, sometimes fourth or fifth on the list. So, um, but that's what I signed up for. So um, I wasn't planning on COVID and some of this craziness and, uh, you know, Justice Kavanaugh ruling 9-0 and that be the wild, wild west for student athletes and all this manic type of uh, behavior. I call it 50 first dates. Um, that's what Connor reminds me of. Um, but I'm hoping that it stabilizes a little, a little bit because, uh, as you know, you can't run at, at a, a, a cheetah's pace forever. Um, but at this point, you know, getting things back to normal, you know, normal or status quo and ensuring we hit just some of our benchmarks and KPIs and uh and if you never hear from me again no service <laughs> never, 
Verizon Wireless subscriber you are calling is no longer in service. He's gone. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but no, I, uh, I I do enjoy my job. I do enjoy um, helping others. I do enjoy paying it forward. Um, I really enjoy those, th- those those things a lot. I think you know my thing is leaving the world a better place than I found it. Um, and I do truly believe that you know if you can do something and help somebody um, that they couldn't do themselves, something whatever it may be, big or small, it doesn't matter. There's not a better feeling in the world. So um, it makes. Uh, most of those long nights worth it, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, speaking of, like, the long nights and long days, look at, when you look at your schedule, like, ahead of the day, because I'm sure you have to have a schedule looking at everything, uh, how do you, like, mentally prepare yourself if you're, like, feeling tired? Um, and I know uh, mentally preparing ourselves as, like, basketball players is, like, a really big thing, going into games or, like, big tournaments and stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. even just uh, what people would consider, like, a smaller thing, such as a long day ahead, how do you do that, like, for yourself? Because I know that's something that when you say you're a competitor, you would, like, compete in, mentally preparing yourself for the day ahead. So, like, how do you do that? Or is there a specific way you do that, or do you kind of <clears throat> just do it? <laughs> um, so, I've, I've, I've done a couple of different things. Um, I used to have a pretty solid morning routine. Um, the problem that I have, like, um, not living in the East coast is that, you know, I don't have the liberty right now we're in Pacific time, right? So in Arizona, I don't have the liberty of three extra hours in the morning. So it's a little more challenging. Um, typically I would look at my phone for the first hour. I'd read, I'd work out. Um, I, I, I do all of those things and that was my morning routine that would get me going for the day. Um, of course I would be prepared the night before, um, looking through, you know, what meetings do I have, what I need to have prepared, um, all of those types of things. Um, but that's that's changed a little bit just because of where I'm at geographically. What has really happened, uh, helped me is um, I have, like, a planner, um, and I actually handwrite it out. People laugh at me. Um, <laughs> and they, they, you know, obviously there's a million pieces of technology, but I'm a handwriting guy. Um yeah. I write handwritten notes, I write handwritten everything. It's just, just how I am. It's what I was taught. Um, it's what resonates with me the most. Um, so that really helps me to like kind of plan that out through the week. Like these are my, this is my weekly goal. Here are my daily goals. Break it down. Um, so that's more like a, a goal perspective and what I hope to achieve for the day. Um, I also look at things like who is someone that needs help that I, that I could possibly help. Or who is someone that's struggling that needs a phone call or any of those things? Or who's doing really, really well that should be congratulated because no one congratulated them on, 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 on winning or kicking butt or being successful. So there's other things that I ask myself too, um, which is good because you have to take a step back to kind of think about those things in order to actually write them down. Um, so that's how I go about it. Uh, I also have uh, Jackie, Deb, and Shannon. And between Jackie and Shannon, they they do a lot of things for me. Um, help manage my schedule, juggle things. You know, even you know when I was in Chicago, for example, Jackie, Deb would switch out uh, you know, suitcases, things like that, because I'd be back to back trips. So trying to make sure that uh, I'm as prepared as I possibly can be, um, but. Shannon and Jackie do an awesome job in helping me, and then just my team as well. I think it, you know, just like 
you know, you have four other women on the court with you. Yeah. Uh, it's a, the ultimate team sport. So, so is everything else. Um, we win and lose as a team, I would be nowhere without my team. So, um, I think between, between the team and then, you know, I'm just telling you as a kid, uh, lay your, lay your clothes out the night before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it really does help. <laughs> yeah, um, it does. Especially if you're trying to catch a 5 a.m. flight. So, um, just being prepared, uh, and it sounds silly too, but like even when I'm traveling, like I'll never check a bag ever. Um, <laughs> baggage claim, post office, those are pretty much my two worst nightmares ever. Um, least favorite places to be. So just, uh, hacking. So, you know, cause I like to go to the gym in the morning, mm-hmm. but then I have to wear a suit to, suit to dinner or then maybe I'll go to a game. And I don't want to. Why would I want to wear a suit to that? So right. just being able to act uh, more economically, right? Um, yeah. Those types of things. But yeah, um, just like anything else, being prepared. Mm-hmm. Pre- preparation is key. Yeah, preparation is... Uh, that was actually one of my other questions was preparation. But I mean, you kind of just answered it right there. Uh, as basketball players, preparing like the night before, before games, practices, tournaments, trainings even. I know it's super... It's super important. At least that's what my dad always tells me and my sister Liv, um, is that preparation is one of the biggest things you need as a basketball player or if you're in sports or just in life in general because it'll help you when I get older. So, I I couldn't agree more. I think that making sure you don't – I think there's, uh, you know, people on the very far end of that are super obsessive and compulsive about that. But generally speaking, I would say – you know, people say luck is where preparation meets, meets opportunity, right? right? I truly do believe that. Um, I don't believe in luck. I think luck is, I'm not going to spar on your podcast, but <laughs> luck, is BS, luck is BS. Um, I think you create your own luck, but really it's, it's being prepared and putting yourselves in opportunities to capitalize on. That's, that's, that's what it is. Um, and I do believe that, um, you can never be overly prepared, honestly. Yeah. Um, there's just so many different scenarios and different things that could happen. Um, but I think the more experience that you get, the more naturally prepared you, you'll be for things that you don't see coming, you know, control what you can control. Um, but there's going to be variables out there that you can't, you can't do anything about. So, um, just being able to handle those, being equipped to handle those the best as you can, I would say, but I couldn't agree more. I think your uh, your dad and sis are spot on preparations. Yeah, they definitely are. Okay, now this is like an off-topic question, at least from what we've been saying so far, but what's the food that you eat the most? Because I know this, <clears throat> I eat like everything, but I'm interested to know, what do you eat like the most? <clears throat> the most? Or yeah. what do I like? Or what I like? What I eat the most? Um, I would say I eat the most... When I'm at home, chicken and rice and vegetables, um, okay. something pretty clean. Um, rice, like the frozen rice from Whole, Whole Foods is awesome. I can make oh, yeah, the food and like like it, it takes, you know, five, ten minutes. I can make a couple meals lastly for the day. Um, protein shake, banana, some fish oils, a little bit of yogurt, um, and some fruit in the morning. This is my go-to every morning. Uh, so every morning, no matter where I'm at. So <laughs> I guess I would say I eat that the most, you know, because you can eat that, you know, no matter where you are. Yeah. Um, but I'll say those are the things in terms of volume, what I eat the most. 
Got it. For me, it's probably kind of depends on the day normally. I mean, every Tuesday yeah. we have tacos. So, I mean, I guess technically taco on a Tuesday. Yeah, Taco Tuesday. Um, and so technically, I guess I'd say I eat tacos the most since that's our consistent day that we have tacos each week. Um, normally, it'll probably be like a protein shake or like a protein bar or something like that because we always have that in our house. My parents are big on me having protein each and every day. So probably protein shake or protein bar every day would be what I eat the most. Yeah, that's good. Keep it up. Keep slamming them down in between meals. <laughs> yeah. I have it in between all the the testing and then this. I'm eating um, a protein bar after this, actually. <laughs> good. All right. Well, that's all I actually had for today. Is there anything else? That's it. I thought, I thought that was the warm-up. Where, where are I the, know, right? The, the, the tough questions there. Come on. <laughs> um, that, was, that was basically my questions. I mean, the biggest one was... The preparation, but um, you pretty much answered that in one question. So, preparation was one of the biggest ones because I know it's very important. So, I don't really nope, have I think, much more. Yeah, I think preparation is key. Um, I guess if you want me to elaborate a little more, I think I'm a, a true believer in iron sharpens iron. So, being around the right people, I think that helps you be prepared. Um, I think fueling yourself properly. Properly, um, makes you prepared. So, staying hydrated, eating clean food, um, sleep is probably the most important. Um, out of everything I do, I think I'm extremely healthy mm-hmm. for sleep. Um, you know, I, my sleep patterns are, are awful. Um, <laughs> I I would never recommend. I I know exactly how unhealthy they are, and I know exactly the the damage and and the repercussions of that downstream, but at the same time, sleep is so key. Um, As you get, like, no sleep at all. (laughs) Unfortunately, um, which is not good. So, um, especially on a consistent basis. So, um, I I, I do think that sleep is key. Um, It it recharges your whole body. It recovers your body. It resets your mind, your brain. It heals. It's, it's, It's the holy grail. Um, but sometimes there's just not enough hours in the day. Um, so mm-hmm. I, uh, the bags under my eyes are designer in case you're wondering. <laughs> so <laughs> I figured you paid for them a little bit extra. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Do you so ever I'm have time to spend with sure. your, do you ever have time to spend with your family or like with your mom uh, since yesterday was Mother's Day? You know, it's been, um, I used to see my mom every five or six weeks, um, normally over like the last 10 years. Um, even when I was in Cleveland, I would swing through or drop by or, you know, it's very easy when you're flying around, you're supposed to just hop in. But um, COVID made it tough. Um, one, because I didn't feel at risk personally. Um, I would given kind of my age and demo and all that. But, you know, if I give it to my grandma or my mom or someone, that would be, that'd be awful. Um, and then logistically too, it's just, it's really tough, uh, to travel from, from Scottsdale to, to Cleveland, Cleveland and Ohio's are where my mom is. Um, so you have to take a connecting flight and usually the connecting flights get missed. So it's like a 16 hour process to do that. Um, 
or if you fly private, it's ridiculously expensive and doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> um, so it's tough. Like, you know, this past year, but, but you know, I had so much work to do, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, I literally sat here in the desert by myself for like a month almost. It's really weird because uh, North Scottsdale is like, I am legend. I'm like Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yeah. I was the only one here. And then, you know, Mother's Day was yesterday, so it was a bummer not to be able to see my mom, but we FaceTime. Um, but yeah, COVID kind of threw a monkey wrench in our plans to consistently see each other. But um, I think I haven't seen my mom in probably about a year and a half. I used to see her every five or six weeks. So it's been a, a rough little stretch, but hopefully we can fix that soon. Yeah, COVID, based, COVID messed everything and everybody up, it seems like. Still to this day, because, I mean, they're saying, like, it's gone, but it's kind of still here, <laughs> at least on the news and stuff. So, you know, it's pretty crazy. Well, that's why you need to stop watching the news, Tati. Come on. <laughs> I know. I barely watch the news. I barely watch TV in general. The only time I watched TV was yesterday to watch a movie with my mom for Mother's Day. And what do you guys watch? Um, I don't know. We watched some action movie. She didn't tell us the title of it because she wanted it to be a surprise, something that she wanted. It was some sort of action movie with like Tom Holland, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. So yeah. there you go. See, Mark Wahlberg and I can actually grow the same beard, <laughs> real scraggly, ugly stuff. So we're basically brothers, maybe cousins. We'll see. You can, you kind of look alike, I guess. <laughs> see? Yeah. If you, if you saw me try to grow a beard, it'd take me like two months. I look just like that. man. <laughs> oh man. I, I want to see that now. That'd be funny. <laughs> That would be funny. I don't know if I can get away from that, uh, get away with that in Scott still. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, well. So let, me ask, let, me, let me ask you a quick question and then okay. I'll, I'll let you go because I know you got a million things to do. Okay. What inspired you to have your podcast? What, uh, what encouraged you to do it? What made you, you seem, um, my honest opinion of you is that you're either in or you're out. You're very passionate about something or you're not. That's my read. Um, it seems like you're very passionate about this. So out of curiosity, um, why is that? What piques your interest? Um, what do you like about it? Um, have you started to do it and do you not like it? Um, I'm just curious. Yeah, so what inspired me to do it is I've always wanted to do something uh, speaking-wise, whether it was – I mean, in, even as I grew up, I kind of wanted to do something where – I'm like a sports broadcaster or I do like some big podcast as I grow up or something like that. And so I know I've known that for a while now for at least like three years. And so then two, two years ago on my birthday. So when is my birthday this year? It'll be two years ago is when I started it um, with my dad. And so then my dad inspired me to kind of like keep it going. Um, after my first podcast, I was kind of like uh, in halfway in, halfway out about it. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do it because it felt like really challenging and difficult. But I continue to do it. I've started to like love it now. Um, I'm pretty passionate about it because first off, I think that it's something that's going to help me. It helps me with my speaking. Um, yep, and for I know, sure. Yeah, I know that's something that will is going to be important as I grow up is speaking. And so I know it helps me with my speaking, and I've grown on that. And then it also helps me with preparation because I can't go into a podcast without knowing what I'm going to say. Um, because if I, I've done that before, and it turns out awful, and then I just end up not even t uh, producing the podcast. So uh, that's one thing. And then just another thing to be in something different than basketball because 
podcast my podcast is kind of tied into basketball because that's mainly what I speak about but it's also something different and it gives me something different to keep myself occupied so um I've really I started it I was like halfway in halfway out my dad inspired me to keep going and then I started loving it and then that led me to where I am today and I'm going to continue to do it and have more people on so thank you for the question I encourage you to do so. You are doing a great job. I applaud you for taking the initiative to do it. Um, to be honest, you know, I didn't start speaking on camera until I started winning championships at a professional level. So it was weird, right? Because you're on camera. It's very different than if you're on stage or you're talking to a group of people or whatever. But especially in this day and age, like, it took me a while to get used to speaking on Zoom. I'm used to being in a meeting and moving around and doing yeah. stuff and 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 now you're very stationary. So it's different, but it's definitely good practice for sure. Um, you know, these say talk in the mirror or set like a mirror up and talk to yourself. Um, I don't have to do that. You get, you get, you get to talk to me instead of the mirror. I know. Perfect. I know. Um, but no, it is, it is, it is really good. Um, it's a great experience for you. It's a great skill set for you to have. Um, yeah, I applaud you for doing it. Thank I you. I don't know. Uh, any any other woman of your caliber that would do such a thing so <laughs> yes number 13 let's go <laughs> jim has inspired me to keep the number 13 for whenever i play next or get to choose my number <laughs> either number 10 is the first option if they don't have 10 that's going to be 13 so Wow, come on, don't give up on 13. 13 <laughs> chose you for a reason. I know, I know. Some of the greats have been 13. Let's do it, come on. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I know I'm going to have to start wrapping up here, but I really appreciate you coming on today's podcast and giving me a question and answering my questions. Do you have anything before um, we end this off? I do. Okay. Tonight, for every basket that Jimmy Butler scores, you have to eat a taco. For every basket? Yeah, including free throws. Because you brought it up, not including free throws. Okay, okay. So uh, then I'll have to post that on my story. Then how many tacos I have to eat? Okay, <laughs> yeah, deal. And I'll do you one better. If you follow through with that, the following week we'll go to Taco Tuesday, and I will match or exceed whatever you put down. <laughs> deal. Deal. That sounds like a deal. All right, it's on. Okay, sounds good. I love good. it. Awesome. Good work, Tati. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Uh, and then thank you guys all for tuning in to today's podcast. And that wraps up episode 82 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.